FM. This is Connected, episode 392. Today's show is brought to you by Electric Text Expander and NetSuite. I am Mike Hurley, and I have the absolute pleasure of introducing to you all Federico Vitici. Hi, Federico. Hello, Mike. Oh, what a nice from Really mm-hmm. FM. And give you the, you e- give the extra. You know, you want it, so I'll just give you the extra. Yeah. I have a question about the introduction thing. So with it being round robin, it does mean I only ever introduce you, right? Like, I think that's how this works. It's like it's not randomized in any way, right? Like, I am always the person introducing Federico. I think that's how this works, right? I, yeah, I, th- I think that's how it works. Okay. Don't you want to introduce me anymore? I have no problem with that at all. Like, okay. none at all. I just wondered. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, well, it is also my pleasure to introduce our other co-host for this program from the United States of America, from Tennessee, from Memphis, from his house, from his podcast cabin specifically, Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hello. You see how I did the whole thing, like from America and then the state? I thought you were going to rattle off my address for a second. (laughs) (laughs) From latitude... (laughs) I don't yeah, I don't uh, know about the ordering thing. That's a good question for the makers of connectedintro.com. Maybe they can provide us some real-time follow-up. Because but. that's what I wonder of like do we need to round robin it perfectly or do we just need to round robin? So here's where look, okay. It's it's nested like, nested round robins, right? Yes. So no, that's how we could I mean, look, I don't know how you do the mess on this, but like I, you know, do one in three, but then, like, the first time I introduce Federico, the second time I introduce Steven, you know, right? then it goes back, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. You get, like, Concentric round robins. Around. Yeah. Spiraling robins. Yeah. Zach says it is a, it is a normal round robin right now, so... Mm-hmm. What about what about like <laughs> right randomized robins and we call them like quantum robins quantum. or something like that? <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> I think that the order of who starts the intro needs to be regular round, you know? Yeah. But then outside of that, I mean, we can go into the multiverse of madness, you know what I'm saying? Should we have rules for the robins? I mean, we're all thinking it, right? That this is where we're going to end wasn't. up. <laughs> I don't know what they would be yet. We'll think about that. You know what? Let's just keep talking because I don't want to do follow-up today. I don't want to do it. Well, there's some follow-up the, we need to do. Two-thirds of the follow-up, I think I have explicitly nope. asked for us never to do again. Okay. Nope. Well, I could nope. not have made clearer that I never want to cover either of these things ever again. It's a democracy here. And my third of the democracy wants to talk about these things. This doesn't feel democratic. This feel, feels authoritarian. Like I am being forced against my will to listen to this. The first one, I will just say, we got a lot of feedback about how Apple charges more for black keyboards, mice, and trackpad than white and silver ones. <gasps> we understand. There's a link. Go look at the link. Do you like? Do you have? Do you have any idea what it's like to have follow up that you don't want follow you across two shows? This is where I am with this now. Well, th- uh, you're making this last longer than it has to. I was just saying, we've heard you. There's a link in the show notes. Well, I'm, j- I'm upset. Okay. Well, the next one will definitely calm you down. Hashtag Greengate. This is nonsense. No, man. Come on. Why? Come on. This is like from, this is from two years ago. Come on. I mean, jeez. I just want to share an update 
That's all. No, no one wants it except you. Apple had an iOS update that was meant to fix this where some iPhone models had like a green or gray tint to their display. An anonymous source shared uh, an internal... This is the thing that makes me most annoyed about this. I feel... I honestly... Oh, man. This feels... Are you questioning my sources? No. It's just... This is just really annoying. No, it just feels like being waterboarded with follow-up. It's (laughs) what it feels like. (laughs) 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 You're just pouring this thing on our ears because it's a podcast because also it's like you may have just thought to yourself i want to do more of that see like oh my source is anonymous so you know can't prove are you it, questioning you know? my integrity as a yeah out well, you just said you were a pseudo journalist like you won't even commit well i mean like is podcasting or blogging really journalism you, I don't you know. went to school you went to school to be a pseudo journalist wow and also, hang on a second, hang on a second. As the person with a journalism degree, shouldn't you be able to answer that question? No, it means that I have the most <laughs> questions about it. It's very existential in my mind if podcasting and blogging are, is journalism or not. But you should be able to answer. Surely you have some kind of framework. Like, isn't that like the first lesson in journalism school? <laughs> yeah, no, it's like if you go to school to major in philosophy, you have more questions when you graduate than when you go in. Well, yeah, but that's philosophy. Like, most <laughs> so is this. things aren't like philosophy. No, journalism isn't philosophy. Like, if you go to school for <laughs> chemistry, you don't leave and you're like, I don't know anything i have more questions than when i began like that's bad teaching isn't that the whole point of the college system in the united states though like (laughs) (laughs) no okay it's just to play carrier mart and ask questions that's all it is apple has a document saying that if you have an iphone 12 and you show up with this issue so apparently it is still going on for some people quote let the customer know that apple is aware of the reports and is looking into it Apple itself refers to itself in the singular, I will point out. Because they're American. And they say, don't set up service for the issue. Just tell them to stay up to date software-wise. So there's not really a fix if you're still seeing it. This was great. I'm really pleased we covered this today. We'll be back soon with more. Getting the truth out, you know. We spent the last couple weeks adjusting the bill of Ricky's. I was going to just leave it until we played the game the next time. In case, uh, the case of changes, but Justin in the Discord brought something up that I thought we needed to go ahead and address because it potentially has some like pretty big ramifications. So there's a section of the document that says, for the annual rookies, hosts are forbidden from choosing any pick they made during the previous calendar year. Annual picks cannot be reused for the remainder of that calendar year by the host who made them. All hosts are allowed to reuse picks made by others from previous games. So Justin writes, based on the discussion, I think this was intended to mean that when a host is choosing new annual picks in 2023, for example, he cannot Mm -hmm. reuse any of his annual picks from 2022, but quote, any pick they made during the previous calendar year sounds like it also includes 2022 keynote picks and maybe even flexies. Uh, So I see where this confusion has come from. I think we can probably, I think I know, I think we know what we wanted out of this. And so I have a suggested change I want to get y'all's feedback on. Just before that, I would like to provide some real-time follow-up. It is a correction for you. It was Jason uh, of Wikipedia at rickies.net who um, wrote in with this, not Justin. Oh, sorry. We'll blame autocorrect. I probably typed it on my iPhone and then it is corrected. Mm-hmm. So my suggested change is uh, the annual rookies have their own subset of rules. Once a host chooses something as an annual pick... 
they cannot reuse it in that calendar year. Additionally, picks may not be used in back-to-back annual rookies by the same host. And then all hosts are allowed to reuse picks previously made by others. All right, can I read this again just to make sure I understand it? Yeah. All right, the annual rookies. So where is this sitting in the rules then? Like, what what comes before this in your mind? Cause well, if you look in the Google Doc, you will see that uh, the annual the annual rookies has its own little subsection in the rules. Yeah, yeah. So where is this starting? Oh, in that part? Okay, so it says, Picks made for keynote rookies cannot be reused by the host who made them for the next keynote. Mm-hmm. Following on, the annual rookies have their own subset of rules. Once a host chooses something as an annual pick, they cannot reuse it in that calendar year. Additionally, picks may not be used in back-to-back annual rookies by the same hosts. All hosts are allowed to reuse picks previously made by others. That feels pretty good for me. Jason has recommended language himself. Can I read that just just so we can compare? Yeah, if it yeah, we went round and round the other day, and I okay, I voted. It Hosts down, may but. not reuse their own active annual picks in any of the that year's keynote rookies. Now that's too that's too confusing. Just like we're mixing them together, so I like it's just like we only mention one here and then one here. That works for me. I mean, it serves the same purpose, right? So the idea being. We can't reuse those. And no one can reuse the annual picks that they pick in keynote events. And okay, cool. All right, cool. And also be next year. So like in 2022, you can't use the same picks you made in 2021. You can't, make, you can't reuse your annual pick again. Didn't we decide that the annual picks would be called the Annie's? We've had this conversation before, right? It's in the bottom of our document. This is, I noticed it the other day when I was looking for something else. And so if we're going to call it the Annie's, I feel like it should be reflected as such in the rules. I mean, really, then it's like a whole third set of rules. It's Ricky's, Flexies, and Annie's. That feels like a bit much. But like just wherever it says the annual Ricky's, aka, or like the annual Ricky's, aka the Annie's, have their own subset of rules. You know what I mean? Or just what's up the top. Like, there are two types of Rickies. Annie's <laughs> and Keenies. <laughs> oh, no, we, go. we got no, it. No, I'm not going with Keenies. <laughs> I'm sorry. But there's a, there's, a, there's a line, and I'm drawing the line at Keenies. I just I cannot do that. <sighs> just have that up the top, Stephen. Right at the very top. So where it says there are two types of Rickies. Annual Rickies, a.k.a. the Annie's, and Keynote Rickies. That, that works for me, you know? Just so we remember to call it that. Because okay. I don't know why we decided that, but we did. All right, it's in there. Any uh, any other follow up that you guys want me to not talk about, or can we move on? No, I just want I just wanted to read again the language that we chose for for the the, the previous rule. The annual rookies have their own subset of rules. Once a host chooses something as an annual pick, they cannot they cannot reuse it. Okay. So once a host chooses something as an annual pick, they cannot reuse it in that calendar year. Okay. Additionally, picks me. Okay. Yeah, this. Okay. I think it makes sense. Yeah. Because what it's referring to in the calendar year is any keynote rookies. So I pick something in January, like uh, iPadOS 17 yep. um, does not, uh, you know, introduces, I don't know, Xcode. Mm-hmm. None of the keynotes in 2023, I can pick Xcode in iPadOS 17. Correct. And so, and same, I cannot pick it in the Annie's. Of 2024. Right. Mm-hmm. 
No, okay. So all this works for me. Question for you guys, though. Okay. Do these rules retroactively apply to the current year? Because it's only April. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've thought about this. <laughs> Normally, the rules apply only moving forward, but I think there needs to be an exception made this time that we can't. No, I think we should do it. I think we should just apply it because it's not hard. What we go to do is just apply the annual Ricky's rules now. That's the only thing that changes. So now we just can't pick anything we chose from that, which we wouldn't have done anyway. I think I think we can slot these in, and it, it well, won't no, be. we could have we could have picked like if we don't apply the rules, we could have picked stuff from January in yeah. the next keynote. But now we can't. So I'm happy with okay. this starting from now. Just like from the next one, like now it's like this is set. So we for the rest of 2022 adopt the rules of, and I actually don't think. The way the rules are written before, we wouldn't have been allowed to pick something from the annuals anyway. That's true, because we had no repicking within a year. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think we would have been able to do that, and so I'm fine with it. Let me have a quick scan through the annuals real quick. That looks pretty fine. I don't think we've done any... Um, No, I think we're pretty fine. There's No one's reused these picks. Uh, I wanted to just mention one last thing while we're on this. So uh, Lex, who makes uh, rickies.co, has made a Ricky's API for who the current chairman are. What? So it's just at the moment, it just has keynote chairman and annual oh chairman. That's all it's got right now. But you, my assumption is this will only get more complicated as time goes on. I believe Jason Snell asked for this. I don't know why Jason wanted it, but Jason wants it. And now James is using it for the... Relay FM mode of Dice by Peak Out. I am going to do something with this live on the show. I, I want a widget. Someone make us widgets. Hold on. You guys keep going. I will make something very quickly. Very uh, quickly. Automation uh, April over there. Automation April is happening live <laughs> as, we, <laughs> as we speak. And I assume, I, I naturally assume that just knowing Lex's work today, that there will be more in this in the future, but like this is just the basic. I'm not asking for more. I don't even know what you put in it, but I just it feels like a natural assumption considering just how complex Ricky's.co has gotten uh, over the last couple of years. So. This episode of Connected is made possible by Electric. When leading your small business, it's not all glamour. In fact, sometimes it's a matter of spending hours trying to find a laptop that got lost in the mail for that new hire or dealing with some other technical emergency, which you're well-equipped to deal with, but you maybe don't have the time anymore. The team over at Electric knows small businesses, maybe like yours, and that you face these challenges. That's why they've solved this problem for you by operating as your IT department. Instead of spending your time sorting through unused app licenses, setting up employee laptops, and answering never-ending IT questions, you can build your empire. With Electric acting as your IT department, you can get back to what you're good at. Plus, you get a really cool IT platform to see and manage everything. I know as a small business owner that delegation is a super critical skill to growing the company. Having things that maybe I did in the beginning doesn't make sense for me to do anymore. And a lot of people are like that. And when you're dealing with the tech stack in your business, delegating to something like Electric can be a huge win. 
For connected listeners, Electric is offering a free pair of Beat Solo 3 headphones for taking a qualified meeting. Just go to electric.ai slash connected. That's electric.ai slash connected. Go there now for a free pair of Beat Solo 3 headphones today for scheduling a meeting. Our thanks to Electric for their support of the show and Relay FM. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. Hey, Siri. Who's the keynote chairman? Okay. No, run the shortcut. Mm. Uh, you don't even know how it works. Hey, Siri. Run, who's the keynote chairman? Current keynote chairman. No. <laughs> hey, Siri. Are you sure you know run. how to do this? Yes, I know how to use Siri. Hey, Siri. Okay. Hey, Siri. <laughs> hey, Siri. Are you sure? <laughs> it's not working anymore. Yeah, because you don't know how to do it. Run, who's the keynote chairman? The current keynote chairman is you, Federico, my King Ricky. That's coming from the Rikis.co API. Can you ask it who the annual chairman is? Did you not bother? No, uh, I just added support for the keynote one. Just because that was me. It's actually quite nice because it's getting data from Rikis.co. It's parsing the response for keynote chairman. And then it has a condition. If the name is Federico, there's a special condition for me with saying, is you Federico, my king, Ricky. If it's either of you guys, it's not going to have the nice message. Wow. So, it should, yeah. The API should also have whoever the loser is. I agree. When when I try to run this, will I need to ask it seven times to run it? Or do I need to just do it the one time? <laughs> Look, it's not my fault that Siri is unreliable and that it doesn't understand the name of my shortcut and I need to say, run, who's the keynote chairman? Like, it shouldn't have to be that way. You were the one that chose to have it do this, you know? I didn't choose anything. Well, I mean, you me. could have just created a shortcut that just read it aloud, you know? But it needed to be for the show. Automation April is happening right now. Federico, can you give the top line of what Automation April is to connected listeners that are currently living under a rock and are unaware? Yes, it's a month-long event um, to showcase automation on Apple platforms with a focus on shortcuts. Uh, by month-long event, I mean, it's something that we are running on Mac stories, but it goes beyond Mac stories. We are trying to do things on all the uh, properties, if you will, of the Mac stories universe. So there's the going to be the EMU, the extended Mac stories universe. There's going to be special articles and shortcuts on Mac stories. It's going to be uh, stuff for club members, uh, whether they are regular club members in Mac Stories Weekly or the Plus and Premier ones. There's special episodes of App Stories, uh, segments of App Stories Plus. We're going to interview a bunch of folks about shortcuts, a bunch of developers. It's going to be nice. Uh, there's uh, workshops in Discord for Discord members where, you know, I, I just did one yesterday where we got to talk about shortcuts techniques and like uh, principles of design for, you know, designing shortcuts that you want to share with others. So there's going to be a little something everywhere on all the things that we do. But the, the sort of the cornerstone of this event is the contest. There's a an, the Automation April Shortcuts Contest. And you can go to shortcuts.maxstories.net. You can submit up to two shortcuts. Um, 
If you're a club member, you can use your existing account. Uh, if you're not a club member, it's fine. You can create a free account. Uh, we just need a name and email address to identify you if, in case you're winning the contest. You know, we've got to be in touch with you. Or if you have any questions. But you, anyone can sign up for free. It's fine. Um, and the thing is, it's not just us at Mac Stories evaluating these shortcuts. Uh, the three of us, we... we we came up with this idea of assembling a panel of judges. And so it's a group of 10 people. Uh, in addition to the three of us, me, John, and Alex, there's uh, Matthew Cassinelli, Alex Cox, Rosemary Orchard, uh, David Sparks, Simon Stobring. Is it seven? Am I forgetting someone? I think I'm forgetting oh, someone. I'm did you sorry. say Alex Cox? You did say Alex. I right? said Alex Cox, yes. Uh, anyway, you always it's forget one. You did this on App Stories too. You always forget one person. It was Simon Stovering last time. Well, I mentioned Simon this time. Did you say Rosemary? I said Rosemary. Alex, Alex, Chris, David, Federico. Chris Lolly, Da, and Jason Snell. There Thank you, you John. Uh, I forgot about two people this time, so I'm getting worse. Um, hey, Steven. So, yeah, 10 hey, people. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about not being asked? I know. I didn't even, I didn't even get asked. It's pretty ridiculous, right? Steven doesn't Steven doesn't care about shortcuts. I mean I I have what about me? I have like 40 shortcuts, you know? I'm you like, you said to me that you use like 10 shortcuts and yesterday you deleted like 200 from your library or something. Yeah, I did. I del I delete after listening to app stories, I went down from 300 shortcuts to 40 shortcuts cuz there's just a bunch of stuff I don't use. I included like three people from Relay FM, so you like you guys must not complain. I will not accept it. I've got 42 shortcuts. That's two more than Mike. See, See he's got more than me. I do not care. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, move. Let's move on to topic two, shall we? Okay. Well, it's fine. Shortcuts on my automation. Shortcuts Shortcuts. <laughs> How, have you had uh, a bunch of submissions so far? Yes, yes. In fact, are you, I'm, are you concerned about how complicated some of these shortcuts could end up being? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, we tried to mitigate this as much as possible right we are already well in the double digits of this and i think you know we're gonna be in the triple digits pretty soon mm -hmm. um so we are allowing only two shortcut submissions per user you can go in and edit and fix your submission anytime uh, the contest closes on april 20th so you have time uh, you can include 500 words as a description for both of your shortcuts. And there's a field where you can um, list any uh, third-party app or web API that you may be using. So that just that we have a reference as to what kind of integrations you're using. Um, I am a little concerned for just the number of shortcuts. It's 10 people, but, you know some shortcuts I bet will be complex and so we're going to need some time to go over all of this. Uh, we have a set of rules obviously that you need to agree to if you want to participate in the contest but those are pretty generic rules like you know don't steal user data and upload it somewhere or you will be disqualified like duh of course we're going to do that. Um, and also something that I want to point out yes I'm concerned but also this is what I was expecting. And I'm encouraging folks to not feel like only these shortcuts power users should participate in this. In fact, we're also considering with John adding a, uh, a fifth category to the ones that we have for something that we're 
kicking around this idea of best everyday shortcut or something like that. Like a, a category that, that makes it clear that you can submit even a simple utility shortcut. Because that's the thing. We are not rewarding complexity for complexity's sake. Um, sure, shortcuts that are complex, like MusicBot, for example, they are remarkable. They are impressive. But don't feel like if you have a 10 action or 20 action shortcut that maybe it's not like as long or as complex as other shortcuts you may have seen don't feel like it's not good enough to participate because that's the kind of message that i've tried to underline as much as possible we are accepting all kinds of automations because we're also looking at other qualities right like how easy it is to use how intuitive it is to set up how accessible it is how well it's designed so if you have something simple that works well and that does one thing well, feel free to submit it. In fact, it's quite welcome that you submit those kinds of shortcuts. Uh, but that said, we are considering this fifth category to make sort of really stress the fact that uh, we are also rewarding this simpler but still useful uh, everyday shortcuts. And then we're gonna we're gonna try and make it as, as easy as possible for the judges to go in and evaluate. We're working on this uh, backend UI for the the, the the panel of judges to have ratings, have notes attached to shortcuts. It's gonna look quite nice. Um, and that's just a contest, right? Because there's there's a whole other like content side of things where I've prepared uh, thirty shortcuts for the whole month to share on Mac stories. Mm. And there's the club and there's the podcast, but essentially we figured, look, it, April and May, not much is going on usually uh, because everyone is just waiting for WWDC and the March event from Apple is, well, past. Um, so we figured we want to do something about automation. We want to do something special about shortcuts. It's fun. It's going to be a lot of work, but we love doing this sort of thing, and so why not? And we want to keep doing this on an annual basis. So you know me, I had tons of ideas, I, and, and Sylvia sat me down and went like, okay, look, you know you're going to do this thing next year and the year after that and so forth. Don't do it all at once. Take some of your ideas and save them for the following editions. And I'm like, okay. Make it better, yes. right? When, you know, later on. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I took, I literally took some ideas from the planning note that we had and I put them in a 2023 section. So we're already planning next year's edition and... Uh, yeah, it's a ton of work, but honestly, it, it's the most fun I've had on Mac Stories in a while. Like, this kind of stuff is, is pretty much what I love doing, and it doesn't feel like work, which is concerning, but also a very good sign. I think it's super cool, and uh, I can't wait to see those winning shortcuts. It's going to be fun. Not that I can help choose one. Oh, and as you mentioned, we're giving away an Elgato Stream Deck XL and an Analog Pocket. So, yeah, there's also that. It's not, I mean, you're competing for the glory of it and for the, you know, the club, the club premiere account, and whatever. Sure, there's that, but there's literally a Stream Deck Excel and an analog pocket on the line for the best overall shortcut and the glory. Sure, but you know. Yeah, I'm going to get to work on making a really good shortcut for next year. Mike Bot. Yeah, then That's, you'll see. What yeah. if I just made a shortcut and when you open it, it like sends flowers or some sort of gift to one of the judges at random. Oh, I like that. I mean, technically, you guys can compete because, it, like, I know you. Can you imagine though if we won? 
that's not good, is it? That's not good for you, is it? Okay, so another thing I another thing I want to mention. Another thing I want to mention. These submissions, uh, what we are gonna see in the in the because people may be wondering this, like what happens if you see a shortcut submissions from someone you know, and we thought about this. The backend UI will be anonymized until we pick a winner. So the submissions come in; they have a random ID attached. We don't see the names of the people submitting that shortcut um, by default. Yeah, but that's even more of a problem because if I submit like my killer shortcut that I have. You don't want to announce the winner of this entire contest is my friend Mike, who I work yes. with. Yes, so at the end, there could be the problem of like, oh, no, I picked a shortcut that Mike made, but that's why we have a panel of judges, because the ratings, and like, it's not going to be like purely based on the score. Like, we're going to have ratings, we're going to have a, like, uh, like a ranking system, but then we got to get together and chat and talk about it. Um, so there's going to be... that's where a, you throw out my submission and there's where i will go in in the database and just delete your entry and be <laughs> like oh no we never received it i don't know what you're talking about so you're saying the election was rigged yes i will very much rig this election in if it if it well only if it applies to you both only for you guys i will make an exception big news wbdc is coming back we're back baby the week of no, june we're not. Six. <laughs> it is. <laughs> all, this ex- all this excitement. Okay. Okay. Apple announced this yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Two days ago. Uh-huh. Yesterday. Uh, here's the here's the the meat of it. In addition to the online conference, Apple hosts a special day for developers and students at Apple Park on June 6 to watch the keynote and State of the Union videos together, along with the online community. Space will be limited and details about how to apply to attend will be provided on the Apple developer site and app soon. Mm-hmm. So basically what we talked about last week, right? Uh, some, I said, I would say calling this a hybrid event is too strong. This is Apple yeah. like dipping their toe and having people back. But at some point you can apply to go watch a video live, I guess probably outside, maybe that cool rainbow stage will get some use. Yeah, it's probably outside. Unless the weather's bad, right? Take sunscreen. You know, if we learned anything from Google I.O., <laughs> take mm-hmm. sunscreen. Yeah. What do you guys think about this? Having, having uh, you know, people coming to watch. And it's not live, right? The keynote and say the Union won't be live. It says keynote and say the Union videos together. That, that I, I, I want to go and I don't care if it's pre-recorded. Like, I just crave human contact. Is that good enough? No, I want to go. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I also want to go, but I'm not gonna, you know, like I'm not gonna, I mean, you know, I've always, I never applied for a WWC ticket, right? And I always said that 2021, no, 2020 was the year I was going to apply for an actual developer ticket. And that never happened. I'm not going to apply for one of these for multiple reasons. Like one, it just feels like it's wasted. Yeah, you, you canceled the WWDC when you said that, by the way. It's, it's all your fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know what I did. <laughs> All right, I know what it is. They said they want they don't want me to be there so much. <laughs> so much. <laughs> they just they cancel the entire thing, never comes back. They just drop the whole thing. Uh but this doesn't really feel like much of a thing like that uh, in the set for what I would want, right? Like what I want is to be in there in that room when they're doing the whole thing and this is not that. Although I do actually think my I would imagine Tim comes out and intros live and then they go to pre-recorded videos and then he concludes it live. 
that's how I reckon they're going to do WWDC. So like he'll come out and there'll be developers like, woo! And then he's like, good morning! Like that. And he's like, we've got a great day for you all today. You know, like how he always does that anyway. Like he just did it at the Apple event like a few weeks ago. Like it's like it was in it was in Steve Jobs Theater, right? Like there's like a little intro and then it's a bunch of videos and then it's him at the end. I reckon mm-hmm. it will be that, right? And they just throw the videos and they do the whole thing. Uh, to me, this whole like developer, I think this is uh, kind of a microcosm of what WWDC used to be in the sense of like there will be some kind of open system for people to apply, but this also allows Apple to bring in people it really wants to see. Right. Right? Like, there is maybe some high-profile developers or whatever that some that they would like to have meetings with, and it gives them an excuse to bring them to Apple Park to have those meetings. Same as it always was with WWDC, right? WWDC was a lottery system, except for the tickets that Apple kept <laughs> to give to developers they made sure had to be there, which I think is the right way to do it, honestly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you've got, like, let me think of a like a company. Like, imagine if it, the, like, Netflix and Disney just missed out on the lottery system. And they're like, oh, no, we didn't win the lottery. We can't come. <laughs> but it's interesting, right? Like, this... Uh, this to me, I mean, honestly, I know that there are at least some people on our show that really hate when I say this, but like this to me just further kind of underlines the point that I don't think it's ever coming back to what it was. No, don't say I'm that. I'm sorry. But like just this idea of like now they're doing this slightly hybrid thing, but there's even though they're going to have an audience, they're still going to show videos. But but it's a progressive thing, right? This year, it's, it's just these two videos. Next year, maybe half of the sessions will be videos and half will be in person. Like progressively. But by that point, they have invested so much time, attention, and money into the online system, which you can keep Apple keeps it. saying is better. You can keep using and it. And people keep saying is better. Like, I don't know why you would then be like, oh, now we're going to bring thousands of people. Because humans want to see each other. This is like uh, when we all thought... This is not the only place that people can see each other. <laughs> yeah, but in this context and in this community, it kind of is. Well, no, I mean, let's all... Go to whatever, you know? Someone will start up their own thing and we'll go to that. No, it doesn't have the same impact or the same, you know, anticipation of WWDC. This is like when we all thought, you know, during the pandemic, oh, all concerts are going to be live streamed from now on. And guess what? The pandemic is slowly, you know, progressively, even though it's not over, but basically people, at least here in Italy, don't care anymore. And guess what? Concerts are back and just as they were two years ago. So mm-hmm. I don't have any faith in, you know, all these remote things continuing to be remote forever. They're going to be a hybrid system, but based on what I'm seeing, again, based on my reality here in Italy for things that we thought were going to stay remote only, guess what? They're not because people want to see each other. People want to go out and hang out in person. It's just what it is. People want to see each other, but what if... The organizers of that event don't want to do it anymore. Then what? Oh, well, I also doubt that because I also feel like Apple feels energized by seeing all these people in real life. I'm looking forward to WWDC, though, just in general. Yeah, me too. It's not very far away at all, right? It's like eight weeks. Two months. Two months. Two months from today. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Mm -hmm. Pretty wild. Does that fill you with dread, Federico? (laughs) especially this summer when i'm gonna be particularly busy for personal life 
reasons. I'll make it work. I think I've uh, we talked about this last uh, September. Yeah. With the iOS review season coming up, I think I will stick to the approach that I followed last year, which is much more conversational review with less yeah. philosophical stuff on top of it. You know, much more straight to the point. It was very well received. So I'll do that again. And uh, But yes, iOS 16 <laughs> review season starts again two months from today it does fill me a little with dread yes scary possibility this episode of connected is brought to you by our friends at text expander get your team communicating faster so they can focus on what's most important with text expander your team's knowledge is at their fingertips all the time no matter what device they're on or what they're up to get your whole team on the same page by getting information out of silos into the hands of everyone that needs it you can share your team's knowledge across departments so your team is sending unified messages to your customers and isn't spending time reinventing the wheel. Here's how it works. First, store it. Keep your company's most used emails, phrases, messaging, URLs, and more right within Text Expander. Then share it. Get your whole team access to the content they need to use every day. Organize it by department and finally expand it. Deploy the content you need with just a few keystrokes on any device across any apps you use. It's that easy. And Text Expander is available on Mac, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. I use Text Expander all the time. I just set up my new Mac Studio, got logged into Text Expander. All my stuff came down. Their sync works really well. If I make changes on one device, it shows up on all the others. I really couldn't be as productive as I am without it. As a listener of Connected, you can get 20% off your first year. Visit textexpander.com slash connected to learn more. That's textexpander.com slash connected. Our thanks to Text Expander for their support of the show and Relay FM. Can y'all believe it has been five years since Apple said the Mac Pro wasn't dead? Five? Five no. years since the Mac Roundtable. So uh, our friend Joe over at Mac Rumors put this together. Joe Rossignol? Is it Joe Rossignol? Okay. And he, he sent me an iMessage. He's like, hey, can you believe it's been five years since this? And sent me the link, and I instantly turned to dust. Jeez. <laughs> <I was like, laughs> uh, so I thought it would be a fun time to sort of like check in on where we think uh, where we think the Mac is and, and maybe how you know how this looks in hindsight. You know, all that, all that fun feeling stuff about the Macintosh that I love to talk about and Federico loves to talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can take it or leave it, you know. What I'm yeah, saying? Mike's in the middle, you know. What like, like the like the TV Jeez. show, <laughs> Michael in the middle. No, that's Malcolm. Mm. Yes. Yeah, his dad turns into uh, Jesse Pinkman. It's very exciting. Oh, you're right. It is uh, Brian Cranston on the show. Yeah? Better Call Saul's coming soon. Man. I know. I've been, so I've been rewatching Better Call Saul. So okay, okay, okay. All right, stop there. Okay. Is it is it a good show? Like, can I get into it? Is yes. it worth it? Oh my gosh! Yes, Federico. Federico, I am. Th- this is no exaggeration. I prefer it to Breaking Bad. Yes. Interesting. Additional question. Mm-hmm. Does it start slow? E- a little. Okay. Because I have this thing where if a show picks up slow, mm-hmm. Sylvia and I struggle with it because we watch TV shows late at night, and so we need to we need something that keeps us focused on the show but if if we know that it gets you know the action or the story whatever picks up later we can oh, stick does. with it it picks okay. up okay I, I mean honestly i think within the first two episodes it's really it really picks up okay okay all right That's but it's fine. just like the f- the start of the first episode it's a little bit like i don't understand what's happening okay 
but like it becomes clearer later on. It's so good. It's so good. Like, oh my god, I love it so much. All right, all right, all right, all right. We'll try it. Uh, the Mac Pro. <laughs> so, so five years ago was the the Mac Roundtable. Uh, sort of a. No, no, an- no, s- stop there. I know something you've done, Stephen, that you're not sharing on the show, and I don't understand why. What? Mm-hmm, about the Mac Pro. About your Mac Pro. Oh, we haven't even spoken about this. It has been sold. Oh, wait, what? Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. I knew this. Mm-hmm. How did, wait a second, why did he notice, but I don't notice? Did you sell it to him? Yeah, Federico <laughs> bought it. <laughs> no. No, he didn't. Uh, <laughs> did you sell it to Big yeah. Apple, buddy? It has been sold. No. I just happened to know, so. Why do you know, though? What's going on? <laughs> How do you know? Or you just guess? <laughs> <laughs> the person who Steven sold it to told Federico, is my assumption. I like all these gases. I, I like this energy, so keep going. I think he's just bluffing. Uh, well, am I? Yeah. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. If you pay attention Why? to the things I tell you guys, I'm surprised you haven't guessed yet. Why I know. So. Did you hack him? No. Did I, I said okay? Pay- all right, legit. Do you did you know this, Federico? Yes. Okay, Stephen. That's why I brought it up. How uh-huh. do you feel about the fact that he knows this? I mean, it's obs- <laughs> I'm looking through like our text message history. If I said something, so did you tell him? I don't think I did. <laughs> all right, Federico. Do you know who has bought it? No, I don't know who bought it. Is it from the like Instagram story of the little salute guy? I haven't seen any uh, any Instagram story. Look, honestly, the answer is so easy. Like, it's... (laughs) I don't understand. How do you know? Why are we recording an hour later than usual? Oh, you were on... Oh, David told (laughs) you. David told you you were on Automators. (laughs) (laughs) Did you sell it to David? No. (laughs) What's he doing? (laughs) No, we talked about my Mac Studio impressions for more power users, which is like Connected Pro, but for my other show. Join both and get more of me every week. Is that why we're not talking about this today? You're making people pay for it? Well, first, it'll be here eventually. Well, that's the idea. I'm sorry if I ruined the surprise. No, it's good. No, Mike freaking out was well worth the surprise being ruined. <laughs> Look, one of, one, of, one, of the, one of my responsibilities is bringing this chaos to Connected. Yeah. And I feel like I just couldn't resist the temptation of bringing it up and springing it on you in this segment. So that's what I did. Anyway, the Mac round, anyway, Joe Rossignol and the Mac Roundtable. That's right. Yes, back that's right. on track. Yes. I mean, it is so, it, at the time, it felt so weird. And I think in hindsight, it only continues to feel weird that they had this event where they invited some journalists out and they sat, literally sat them around a table and said, hey, uh, we have a new strategy for Mac hardware for pros moving forward. And it's like, it's just so rare for Apple to talk so openly about not only future plans, but also mm-hmm. like a mistake that they made and a mistake they made in a product that was still ongoing. Like if you think about the butterfly keyboards, they just quietly kept making them better and then replaced it and then have a repair extension program. But there was never a sort of, hey, we're going to talk about this openly. We're just going to kind of quietly move things along and hope people quit talking about it. But in 2017, when this was going on, the temperature was so high 
in the Mac community around. <laughs> Is that a pun? <laughs> it's good, right? The Mac community was in a thermal corner over over the Mac Pro, uh, but also over like the Mac in general. And so in 2017, this is kind of where things were. Uh, the Mac Mini was three years old, and the 2014 model everyone hated because you couldn't open it and upgrade things inside of it. There have been no iMac updates for over a year. There was no new iMac in 2016. Uh, the old non-Retina MacBook Air was still kicking around, and the one-port MacBook was for sale and pretty slow and underwhelming. And the the new MacBook Pro with the Touch Bar, which is only like six months old at this time, there were a lot of stories beginning to surface about how the keyboards were breaking. And people just didn't like the touch bar too, right? Like that was like an immediate And thing. people didn't like the touch bar. People didn't like those laptops, right? Like those are just bad and MacBook it, Pros. And the ports and all that kind of stuff. I would say it's, it was funny to me in Joe's post on Mac Rumors, he included just a great con- contextual image of the Mac Rumors buyer's guide like on that day. And it's don't buy, don't buy, neutral, don't buy, don't buy, don't buy for all of the Macs. Like it, it's just like... It was just a time where even the new stuff, the only thing that isn't don't buy was the MacBook Pro, and they were neutral on that, even though it had been out for such a short period of time. Yeah. It was a time full of angst. It it definitely was. And in that context, the Mac Pro was aging poorly. So in 2013, they got rid of the cheese grater. They had this like small uh, cylinder of a computer that sat on your desk, and it had limited upgradability and expandability. It had, including yours, Mike, widespread GPU failures. Remember, you had one of these machines. <laughs> I like to try and forget that I owned that computer. Yeah. That was such a mistake for I me. I know. You had a Mac Pro before I did. It was garbage town, unfortunately. Uh-huh. There were no hardware updates from Apple, and it just didn't meet the needs of the community. And so all of this is going on, right? And like, that's not even touching like Mac OS itself, People were feeling like it really wasn't getting the attention it needed. And all this is going on. So they call people out to Cupertino and say, look, uh, we are committed to the Mac and we're going to fix it. And in hindsight, that's like the best message Apple could have had at the time because people were and people were worried that the Mac was going to be going away or just slowly die on the vine while Apple was distracted in their you know, in their words, distracted with things like the iPhone and iPad. The Apple Watch was new. They were building their campus at this time, right? A lot of stuff going on. It's also interesting because as far as I can tell, this may not have been the first time we heard from John Turnus, but it was definitely an early time we heard from John Turnus, who now has kind of become Mm. the face of the Apple Silicon transition. And from everything I've uh, witnessed from the outside, seems like he's doing a really good job with Mac hardware he is in this meeting with like Phil Phil and Craig and a bunch of really respected journalists. My favorite thing, one of my favorite things about this is the image in the TechCrunch article. It's like I think it may have been the only photo that was published of this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just of it's Phil trying to like really explain something and Craig is very sad. And like there is just something about mm. this image that really is yeah. like it really puts into context. Oh, there's a, there's an image of a young John Turner's too later on in this article. Um, but like it really puts into context. Like all of the photos, everyone just looks really downtrodden. And yeah, there's just something so about it, it's very Craig, funny to me. It's like oh, Craig with so the w- with the puppy eyes in this photo. So like you look by the way, I, something I just thought of. If they ever do a, another movie about Apple, 
like modern Apple, not Steve Jobs Apple, but like modern Apple. Here's my, f- I'm throwing this, I'm throwing my pitch in, in the ring for this. Eugene Levy as Craig Federighi. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> yep. So good. That is A plus casting. Because plus, a little goofy, you know? Yeah, yes. Like, oh, I love it, man. <laughs> All right, we need to get the funding to make this movie happen. We could do it, okay. you know? Okay. Stephen could we write are... it. Yes. I mean, obviously. You know? mm-hmm. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Who would play John Turnus? Uh, Mark John Wahlberg. Turner's, yeah, yes, yeah. Man, you got yeah. that fast. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the picture of him. I was like, yep, got it. Nailed it. Yeah. Got yeah. it 100%. Yes. What about Phil? That feels harder to me. Uh, Phil, Phil. Mm, hmm. Sava in the Discord also recommends Paul Rudd for John Turnus, which I would also take. Mm. I feel like that would also work. Out of this came news. They're going to build a Mac Pro and they're also going to build what they called a uh, an I, a 27-inch iMac, you know, sort of more dedicated to pros. And there's even a quote in here about, you know, and we, we've talked about this before, how the iMac was a consumer machine. And over time, it, it sort of spread and kind of covered every body mm-hmm. that it could. And, you know, now... Uh, years later, we see that they were good for their word. 2017, we got the iMac Pro. In 2019, we got the Mac Pro. So, uh, and and now uh, one of those machines is gone and one is still here. But all in all, like, I think they were good good to their word for this. That not only did they reinvest in the Mac's, like, pro hardware side of things, but even on the bigger picture, the, the we're committed to the Mac... Clearly, that's still true, or we wouldn't be doing things like this Apple Silicon transition. Do you think that they had made the Silicon decision before this or after this? I don't know. It was, I mean, it had to have been on the table at this point. I don't know. I don't know how firmly the timelines had been set. I do think that, like, the Intel Mac Pro, I definitely think by the time that it was well into development, that they that the dial had been cast for Apple Silicon, the 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 proper Mac Pro, yeah the yeah the, the 2019 the good one the one the one you had but have sold and didn't the one that I have about. sold to Federico, yes and mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's never gonna show up buddy I'm sorry it's gonna get lost in the mail just like everything else that gets sent to Italy it, it's true <laughs> it will come back to you destroyed in six months time. I'll, no, I'll just get a, a giant box and there's one Mac Pro foot in it mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all it's left. <laughs> Yeah, so I, mean, I don't know. I think I think by the time the Mac Pro was, you know, well underway, they knew what was coming. But I think they also knew, uh, just like with the Intel transition, that the Pro Tower would be last, and so that that machine was going to be sticking around longer than, say, the Intel MacBook Air that came out in 2018. I was thinking about this when we were preparing for the show today, and like it is funny that we mentioned the movie because I I I did have the thought about this. Uh, I think yesterday of like. If there's one thing I would love to know, like if I could pick one thing about Apple, like to get a book written about and everyone talks about it, this would be very high up on that list because something had to give for this to happen. Yeah. And I really want to know what that was. Like what gave, you know? Like they were clearly on a trajectory and then they changed course and I don't feel like I could point at any one thing that was like, oh, 
this happened. So now they ended up completely changing their mm-hmm. future because it really did change the future of Apple. I think it was pretty clear at this point where they were moving and it is not where we are now, right? Yeah. Like they were moving into a different area. Like the Mac was focusing on a different thing and they were maybe putting more of their focus on other platforms and just like that was the way that was going to be. And then everything got kind of got upended and I would love to know what it was or who it was that convinced someone that this should change. Because, like, it wasn't in response to, like, a specific thing that happened. Like, there wasn't, like, a big news story, and then it was, like, obvious that they were going to do this because mm-hmm. people were upset for a really long time. They like, were. When we were preparing for the show, I put in a thing, it was a potential conversation starter of would Apple do this for any other product line? And when I wrote it, I just wrote that thing and left it there. The only thought that I had was iPad, but then thought, no, it's not as bad. Like, No, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. The hardware's so good, right? It's just the software is not good for some people. Like, right. But contrasting that, the Mac was bad. Like, yeah, the software, uh, nothing exciting was happening on Mac OS, and all of the hardware options had significant problems. Yeah, it was... Yeah, I, and so like that we're not there, right? Even like, with the iPad OS software, like it's not catastrophically bad. It's, I mean, it's not. You know, we can say it doesn't have enough power user options, and there's always that looming threat of an identity crisis for iPad and iPad OS. But it's not a tragedy. It's, it's, I don't think they need an apology for iPad. No, because like the hardware is just incredible on yes, iPad right now, right? Exactly. Like across the board, it's as best as it's ever been. Has been for a long time. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes, yes. So, but the, the Mac, like, uh, but, but what's fascinating is exactly what Mike said. Like, what was it? Like, if you were to pin down a, a specific moment is it just like a culmination of things one after the other you know blog post after blog post podcast episodes articles on the wall street journal and the new york times like what was it though like what was the moment that t- tim cook lock- looked at all these options and were like you know what enough like we're done you gotta change course like what was it and i guess you know we'll never know probably maybe there was an ultimatum Maybe someone said, I'm going to leave. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was that. Right? Mm-hmm. Because you got to imagine there were high-level fights in Apple about this anyway, right? Like debates and, you know, this person says this, this person says that, and they were unhappy. Like there had to have been different camps because they then had this very strong strategy that started almost immediately, right? Like, like yeah. someone wanted to do whatever we ended up going down. Right. But there was someone that didn't, and they were winning. And it's important to remember, like, Apple makes all of their products with Macs, right? Like, iOS development, mm-hmm. uh, macOS development, their their application development, all that is happening on Macs. And so Apple is a really big customer of its own computers. And I remember when the, when the MacBook Pro keyboard was really bad, so like kind of in the year or two after the roundtable, uh, you know, hearing from friends at Apple, like, yeah, we got to send our laptops in just like everybody else, you know, and figure out what to do when you're without it. And I don't know. I agree with you. I don't think from the outside, it's clear there was one big thing, 
But really, it took today preparing for this episode, me looking through the entire Mac line at 2017, realizing that every single product line had a major problem, right? That there wasn't a good Mac at this point. All of them had some sort of flaw. Now, that flaw may not have been a big deal to you, but to somebody it was. And I I think it was just like kind of a realization of, wow, like no matter kind of where you look in this portfolio, there's problems. And they slowly over time uh, fixed all of them to a point to a point now, I think really the only hole in the lineup is, uh, you know, what's the story about a bigger iMac? Is the Mac Studio really the replacement for it? It seems like that's the answer. It seems like that's the wrong answer to me. But if that's all there is compared to where we were five years ago, they did what they said they were going to do. This episode of Connected is brought to you by NetSuite. The CFOs that get it, get it. And the CFOs that don't, don't. So let's talk about the CFO, your company's chief financial officer. Today's CFO is critical to the strategy and success of the business. And in growing companies, there are two kinds of CFOs. The one who's struggling to keep up. There are spreadsheets everywhere. Processes are manual and full of errors. There's a lack of visibility into the numbers. It takes weeks to close the books. The other kind is on top of their game with automated reports. Inventory, e-commerce, and HR, they all flow into the financial model seamlessly, and insights are coming in with just the click of a button. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, and budgeting, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. That's why NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system used by over 29,000 growing businesses. And they can be the cloud financial system to power your growth. You can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. And 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 29,000 businesses are already using NetSuite. Head to netsuite.com connected for a one-of-a-kind financing offer. That's NetSuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E, netsuite.com slash connected. And of course, there's a link in the show notes. Our thanks to NetSuite for their support of the show and Relay FM. Ming-Chi Kuo has reported that Apple will this year announce a new AirPods Pro model and will discontinue the old version, which is unlike what they have done with the regular AirPods, so with AirPods 2 and 3. Apparently, leading on from this, Apple has cut the orders for AirPods 3 units as demand has been significantly weaker than AirPods 2, according to Quo, due to, quote, failed product segmentation strategy, reading from 9to5Mac. As a refresher, when Apple announced AirPods 3 last year, it simultaneously cut the price of the second-generation AirPods and left them in the AirPods lineup. Current rumors are indicating that AirPods Pro 2 would feature lossless support, a new design, and, quote, new health features. I don't know what that means. Coming second <laughs> half of 2022. I feel like anyone could have predicted this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there wasn't any... Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Do AirPods 3 have any features that AirPods 2 doesn't have? Yeah, a different design that a lot of people don't like. Yeah, yep. but that, that's not a feature. <laughs> that, you know what? Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, I, I know that that is the biggest difference, I think, right? Yeah. And it's and I don't know if that is what people were looking Mm-mm. for. Is it me you're looking for? 
Hello. Special audio? Okay. Nah. No, <laughs> nah. these AirPods. Well, I guess that's the thing. So spatial audio. I, yeah. Spatial AirPods audio, yeah. third generation has spatial audio and sweat and water resistance. They have a longer battery life. Mm, but like an hour longer. Uh, and a MagSafe charging case. Well, AirPods. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Ma- well, yeah, sure. I mean, MagSafe in that it snaps magnetically. Yeah. But also, like, Sylvia can place it on any wireless charging pad and it's fine. So, apparently, I- skin detecting sensors as well. I don't know what that means, but it's something that AirPods 3 have that mm. no other AirPods, including Pro, has. I don't know what that means, though. So what I saved for this segment uh, is a little note uh, was Sylvia and I would also add Stephen. Were Sylvia and Stephen right about AirPods 3 and continuing to use AirPods 2 instead? Going back to a few months ago, you may remember that we purchased a set of AirPods 3 uh, for Sylvia. She tried them for a week and she ended up not liking them and she returned them to Apple and she's con- she's stuck with the AirPods 2. And that primarily came down to a couple of things. Uh, first and the most important one, the design. The, uh, the AirPods 3 were bigger and they were hurting her ears. Like she was not used to the shape. She tried to get used to it, but they were just not comfortable enough for her. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is she just couldn't, really appreciate any of the changes in the AirPods 3 and she said my AirPods 2 are fine they sound pretty much the same they are more comfortable they're totally okay the battery is still okay they charge wirelessly it's not MagSafe but I don't care why should I upgrade to AirPods 3 and I guess that a a bunch of people have had this exact same scenario happen to them including Mm -hmm. Steven so I guess they were right so I just say people in the Discord are telling me that the AirPods 2 have spatial audio, but with no head tracking. Right, right. Okay. Apple's website does not say that the second generation <laughs> AirPods have spatial audio at all. Right. So Cle- clever. It's hard okay. for me to, you know, <laughs> it's hard for me to know that. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, it just it, yeah. it just came down to the fit that. Yeah. I don't really care about those other features, honestly. I mean, some of them, it's hard to even know what they did or meant. But the fit on the three just didn't work for me. And so I've I've stuck with the, with the twos. And I was very glad to see that the twos remain on sale because I was nervous that, oh, if, if they like outright replace them and these don't work for me, what will I do? Maybe that'll still be the case at some point in the future. But uh, I've been... Totally happy just sticking with, you know, what I've known. Yes, yeah, as, as uh, Justin was saying in the chat, and I, and I mean, I, I was big on this at the time, um, that the AirPods third generation have the squeeze controls the AirPods Pro do, which for me, if I was using regular AirPods, would be a big thing because I really hated the tapping on yeah. the AirPod, you know? But again, this isn't about features for you. I mean, it's different for Sylvia, but like for you, it was a fit thing. Right. Maybe that is a, a thing for a lot of people. I don't know. I mean, genuinely, if my read on this is the reason that they're not selling as well is that you can now get AirPods for way less money. (laughs) I think the price is a big thing. And like, that's what happened. Yeah. I I don't think this is like phones, right? Like where people are coming to the purchasing decision already kind of knowing what they want, not necessarily going for the cheaper one. And I think for AirPods, people were like, I will get the one that costs 
whatever, like, you know, the cheap, I'm looking at the UK site now, so I don't want to say 119 pounds because most people won't know what that means. Uh, whatever they cost right now, $129. You can get AirPods second generation for. And I think it really is for a lot of people, like, easy. I'll get that one, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. And I do wonder if if the shape change, like if Apple feels like that kind of uh, came back to bite them a, a little bit. I mean, I'm sure they have feedback on why people mm. return things and that sort of thing, but I didn't really thought about the cost that much. And I would imagine that's a much bigger reason of like, you're just going to buy a set of AirPods, especially as a gift. It's like, oh, I'll just get, I'll just get the cheap ones. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that uh, they sell tons of those because of that the very reason. I think that makes a ton of sense. But then to go back to to to, to Sylvia's uh, position that Federico shared, if you have a good pair of AirPods and you hadn't upgraded to the AirPods Pro, why would you upgrade to the third generation AirPods? Exactly. What does it get you? You know what I mean? Like if for whatever reason the AirPods Pro couldn't entice you, I don't know why you would necessarily move to the third generation until you got to that point where your battery life was really bad or whatever. Exactly, you know? yeah. Sometimes sometimes you're made the product that is just good enough and most people just don't feel compelled to upgrade over and over because it's good enough. And AirPods maybe are one of those categories of things that are, you know, it's good enough. I don't need it. That's the thing. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I'm starting to get to that point again, not as bad as with my original AirPods. Like my AirPods Pro battery life, I can tell is worsening. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm needing to charge it more frequently. Oh, on that note, I changed my first AirTag battery today. I had a battery run out. We've each had one now. Yeah, but my other ones are totally fine. Very strange. That's how mine was. I had one that, I mean, it was months ago, and all the others are totally cool, so who knows? I wanted, like, because it was one on my backpack. I was like, oh, is it because I have it with me all the time? But the one on my keys, which I have more than my backpack, no problem. So I don't know. Uh... While we were talking about AirPods, I wanted to see from the two of you, AirPods Max 2, do you think that's going to happen? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think they could do some pretty interesting things by, you know, pulling the first-gen AirPods Max and maybe uh, just, you know, having AirPods Max 2 with proper support for lossless. Like, that could be something that we discussed a while back. Uh, Maybe even if they uh, stop using Bluetooth. Uh, There was a rumor... A while back, that Apple was gonna work on a on a different standard yeah. than blue than Bluetooth for these uh, wireless headphones. Yeah. So maybe they yeah. could do the the Max twos w- with that. Well, that's that's part of the rumor for AirPods Pro two is they feature lossless support, and I think if they do that, yeah. they kind of have to upgrade the Max, right? Like, yeah. yeah, that should be the very best listening experience. Yes, yes, uh, I could see that. So pull the Gen one from sale, keep the new ones around, and then have the faster connectivity and the better audio and the lossless and all that and you can continue charging a premium for them maybe introduce some new color options too uh that would be cool uh but yeah i think they should keep them around and i think they should use them as the top of the line here's the absolute best uh experience that you can get with apple headphones now with lossless that'd be nice uh i mean if we're gonna make a wish list for airpods max 2 right fold them i want to fold them yeah, I don't. Yeah. I want to fold them. Have a real carrying case. Also. Yeah, I want to be able to fold them and put them in a proper case that Apple provides yep. me. 
mm-hmm. um, and then I'll be happy because I otherwise I love them like for for traveling. You know, like now I've done some travel again. It's like oh my god, it's fantastic. Like for for what I need that kind of headphone for, um, they're just superb. But they're so big and they're so cumbersome. And also, this is this is probably a weird thing. Please make them of a material that is not so cold to the touch. Sometimes I grab them and they're freezing. <laughs> they're so cold. Yeah, it's not a nice experience made of metal. No, no. Plus, just... you can make them lighter by making them out of plastic, right? Like an yeah. Apple, you know how to make plastic things look good. Like these things don't need to be there metal. There are plenty of premium plastic headphones by all kinds of manufacturers. Apple make them. They're called AirPods, right? Like, you know. <laughs> also that. Also you that. know, just make them out of a nice They're plastic. They're so cold. Sometimes yeah. I touch them like, that's very cold. Anyway, yeah. Um, gestures will be cool on the, on the uh, pad, uh, but I'm not sure. You know, I actually kind of like the button. I do as well, but it'd be nice the, sometimes the to have... Now with that surface, though, I, it'd be cool to have like multi-touch gestures. No, see, I, I really don't want that. Like, I know why somebody would, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. like but for two me, finger, like, two finger I, swipe on I the don't want to do all on of the that. Pad, on the ear pad. Oh god, I don't want to do any of that. Pinch and zoom on the ear pad. I tell you one of the things I really like. Right, you're on a plane, you're watching a video, you want to hear the announcement. You can press both buttons at the same time. So you go into transparency mode and pause mm-hmm. the thing. That's great. I guarantee you, if we've got this like touchpad thing, I won't be able uh, to do yeah. that. Oh, you know? you know, you know also what? You know what? USB-C. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Put USB-C on it. Yeah. Just do it. Why are we not in charge of headphones at Apple? It's it should <laughs> be. I think right? about it sometimes. Maybe the touchpad could enable like type to Siri. So you could like like Siri and you could write out like <laughs> S K I P for like skip. <laughs> I think it'd be great. <laughs> oh, I wasn't thinking for playback controls. I was thinking for like text, but you want to be like skip back to start of song. Well, you call it like text to playback or something like that where you draw. That's right. If you, if you want to listen to the next chapter, it's N E X T. And then you wait a second. C H. It would be great. Yeah. You could maybe get them both going and like you could do a letter at a time in each year. Here's a terrible idea, okay? Oh, because that one was a good one? <laughs> the other one was a, a, creative, a creative one. Yeah, but sure. here's a terrible idea, okay? Picture headphones, so AirPods Max. The outside of the, of the ear pad is a display so the people around you can see what you're listening to. <laughs> That's a bad huh? idea. <laughs> terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> or a transcript of the podcast you're listening it's to. Like, oh, hey, what yeah? are you listening to? Oh, no, it's Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, no. I prefer that you listened in hey, silence. Hey, look, look. It's not as bad as the Di- Dyson headphones with the breathing mask. All right, okay. okay? We can talk about this now real quick. I was convinced. Do you want Federico wanted to talk about this last week on the show? And I was like, no, I don't want to do that because it's 100% an April Fool's. Eh. Is it? But it isn't. <laughs> what are they doing? Who uh, made this product? Why are they doing this? I don't know, man. Um, so they announced this pair of uh, urban lifestyle headphones for city living. Is that how they're pitching this? Um, yeah. 
that in in this current uh, you know uh, society uh, these headphones are going to help you isolate yourself with music and audio but also breathe better because of it's it's all kinds of terrible it's not a covid thing it's not a covid thing it's it's like an air pollution filtration filtration thing yes yeah they apparently started this in 2016 I think someone just watched the Batman movie with Bane in it and like, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the direction we need to go. I want to wear a headphone. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know who they think is going to buy this. Who wants to think about this, right? So like, I want to make the choice that like my city's so unlivable that I'm going to, you know, like, oh, I want every time I'm listening to Joe Rogan, I want to think about something he probably denies which is climate change and you know like i just you know oh my god why it's just so bad i hate this i hate everything it's about so this good, it's i so like good, dyson though. as a company i'm so disappointed in them for this product i still kind of believe this is like uh, like a meme or like some kind of jo- like i don't think it's a real product Part of me wants to believe it's not a re- because it's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's not even a COVID mask. It's it's a what is it? Is it like a visor, but for your mouth? I don't mm-hmm. really understand what it is. It's like a how would you describe it? Like a barrier in front of your mouth? It's I don't even know. It's, it's I hate everything about it. It's like what if you took the helmet of Daft Punk but removed the glass and you just have the st- you just had the structure left, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's so terrible. Uh, anyway, anyway, so you see, my idea for a display built into the pad of the of the iPhones is not so bad now, is it? Compared to this, I think that does it for this week. If you want to find links for the stuff we spoke about head on over to our website. That's relay.fm slash connected slash 392. While you're there, you can join and get access to Connected Pro, which is a longer ad-free version of the show each and every week. Uh, Lots of fun. We do a pro pro topic at the beginning, and we pick titles at the end, and you get an ad-free enjoyment right there in the middle. Thank you so much. If you have signed up, if you haven't, now is a great time to join. You can find us all online. You can find Mike on Twitter as I-M-Y-K-E. And Mike hosts a nature-focused podcast here on Relay FM named Cortex. You can <laughs> you can find Federico on Twitter. Can, I, can I just tell you how bad the last week has been for me? People, he, he, sent you spider, he sent me a spider picture. It's constant. Constant. I get them nearly every day now. It's terrible. He sends me some kind of spider photo. It's, it's rough, man. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. You can find uh, Federico on Twitter, Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. Go check out everything going on at Mac Stories. Automation April is up and running. Lots of cool stuff going on over there. So keep an eye on all that. You can find me on Twitter as ISMH. Uh, I host Mac Power Users here on Relay FM and write at 512pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week. They are Electric, Smile, and NetSuite. Until next time, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.